0: largest deposit of sambal chili paste is currently located in andrew carr's
1: refrigerator
2: live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the hammond's tower you're listening to spring food mo america's number one podcast about restaurants in springfield missouri <laughs> i am andy carr and i'm dan howell we're
0: back in the podcast we again. Are. this is our 40th episode wow uh-huh. that's crazy
2: yeah we have a very special guest today i'm very excited he's a cool dude <laughs> This is Dan Shelton. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. This is going to be difficult because <laughs> there's two Dans. Working with double Dan. I think I'm going to call you by your first and last names, which is not going to be irritating to people listening at all. I know Dan Shelton, you know, you did co-found the Moxie Cinema, but mostly you play Tetris. That's right. <laughs> You've got a very
0: cool Tetris shirt on right now.
2: <laughs> I brought that in just, uh, just to start the conversation,
3: but I am a semi-professional classic Tetris player. That's very cool. I
0: did not know that, unless I did, because Andy probably did tell me, and then I blanked it out of my memory. But
3: oh, wow. Well. I love <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> it is a thing. It is a thing. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, they do head-to-head, and it uh, gets pretty pretty intense. Are you, are you into the Tetris 99 with the uh, uh, that wildness? I played it. I played it. It's not... Not uh, as pure as the original sure. NES version, but it's okay.
0: I, I, I love some Tetris. That may be in my top five video games of all time, legitimately. It's, it's so good.
2: It's the best. Dan, we kind of go way back, but we like haven't been, we only became like I would say friends here in the last year or two, right? Something like that. I've always considered us friends, oh. but it's nice to know that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> right. We started seeing each other with more frequency, but I used to post on the Moxie forums before the Moxie had even opened. And you were blogging about starting it, which was really cool and very fun. That was to follow uh, along. A short fifteen years ago, back yeah, when that would have been around, it's yeah. wild. Mm, long <laughs> time. I was at the very first preview show and also the first public show. That's right, in Moxie. Amelie was the preview show, mm-hmm. and the Miranda July one. Me and you and everyone we you know. There we go. That was at four thirty p.m. Back and forth forever. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> it was me and like three older couples, something like that. Yep. And the people sitting in front of me. There was an intermission, because it used to be intermission, because it used to show movies on film. Right. Real to real. Yeah. yeah. The the couple, they were having a discussion as to what the twist would be <laughs> in this art film. <laughs> there was no twist. Every art film has to have a twist. Yeah, it was they, just subtle. You may have not picked up on I'm it. I'm not kidding. They were like, do you think she was a murderer? <laughs> uh, so, they, you know, there'd been no art house theater in Springfield before. I think people were not accustomed to that type of movie, maybe.
3: Yeah, it was definitely a change of pace from what the other theaters were showing back in 2005. But yeah, we were very well-received by the community, and I wouldn't change those days for anything.
2: Yeah, I think I might have said that you founded the Moxie. You co-founded it with your wife, Nicole, who deserves credit as well. She's also a really cool person. My dime piece. (laughs) (laughs) Dime piece wife, Nicole. Everybody's Uh, got one. She was invited, but unfortunately, you guys procreated. Yeah, kids. children that have to be watched. Seriously. Yeah, we're happy you're here. Thanks for coming, Dan. Well, this is a... Huge,
3: huge honor getting to be here and see how the sausage is made and eaten and reviewed. (laughs) Uh, I'd say this is one of the top three days of my life behind my wedding, the birth of my children, (laughs) and this. And that's in reverse order from... (laughs)
0: three to one Uh, uh, wow thank you huge honor
2: i do want to point out that much like i was one of the very first patrons of the moxie you were the very first donor to spring food mo yeah
0: you're a real patron of the arts between the moxie art house (laughs) (laughs) and um, (laughs) this podcast i only
2: wish i could give more and uh i may they've been bribing me all night (laughs) i actually took my class to the moxie today third fourth and fifth grade at my school i went on a field trip there they do the thing where you can just rent it and bring in your own movie. And we watched Lego movie, the second part. You know that art film? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was cool. A lot of those kids had never been there before. And they were like, what's this little – what's this tiny theater? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> no, but I think it's great that they know it exists. So when they're older and uh, interested in different things that aren't Lego related, absolutely, know there's other resources out there. I'm just so.
0: really cool that like you – Got to show them this culture and uh, give them all like a little wine to have the movie
2: with. <laughs> yeah. I had to loosen them up before the movie started. <laughs> Otherwise, did, they're crying, running around. Right? I did legitimately have like a stress. I was awake, but it was sort of like a stress dream the previous night where I imagine that Mike accidentally put on High Life, <laughs> which is like a very gnarly, hypersexual movie, from what I understand. <laughs> he didn't. He put on the Lego movie. Everything was okay. So, that was fun. Anyway. Fun fun fact about Mike. Yeah. You
3: probably should have started the show with this for your fact about Springfield, but Mike Stevens, who's the executive director of the Moxie, he used to be in a band called the El Paso Pussycats. No, that was the name of their album with Beto
2: O'Rourke. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, so you can look it up. Cedric Bixler-Zavala. Yeah from from the mars at volta, the drive-in right? of the mars volta much
0: cooler credit than <laughs> <laughs> losing a senate race <laughs> right it's a freaking mars volta <laughs> yeah, it's really cool
3: but yeah so bring that up next time you see mike stevens down at the moxie yeah that he's only the third coolest person from that band. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think running the moxie is pretty cool it is i love mike they yeah. they uh they're running it awesome and uh, couldn't be happier to have it in their hands good
2: stuff <laughs> So, before we get into our review today, we need to do a very quick uh, segment of Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections. Wow, I'm so glad this is returning. Jonathan Franzen, Jonathan Franzen did a bad job writing the book The Corrections, yes. and sometimes people point out when we do a bad job making our podcast. Someday, I'll find out who that is or what ba- this book is. He's a bad writer, oh, okay. um, in my opinion. We covered I Love Tacos Taqueria last week, and when there was some, eh, not debate, but some discussion about whether the pickled item on the torta was a cucumber or jalapeno. Oh, sure. I love tacos taqueria. Chimed into the old Facebook really? post about the episode and they said, Thank you so much for doing this, Spring Foodimo podcast. The tortoise have pickled jalapenos. Nice. LOL. Nice. Three exclamation points. So mm. that thank was, you. That was my assertion. We've so been, Dan was right. We've been That's corrected. Right. Okay. We've franzed up. I'm gonna make this happen. <laughs> I insist that this is funny and worthy of of being a segment on the show that we keep doing you know i'm gonna take your word for it (laughs) (laughs) also speaking of our last week's episode about i love tacos taqueria i was out of it during that episode i don't know if anybody listening could tell but i was like a zombie normally i take extensive notes and i was literally just reading i was like my (laughs) i was like a spectator for what my body was doing i don't even know what was going on (laughs) you also had a fraternal peanut gallery right next <laughs> to true, you yeah <laughs> i mean it was weird it, it was weird having my brother there because our d- dynamic is very much i am annoying like i am on the show and he shuts me down without <laughs> even saying anything so that was my instinct was for him to give me a withering look and i would just stop with whatever nonsense i was uh you know blathering about more so he would give me the withering look while you were talking (laughs) like can you believe this it was was like oh no is this right (laughs) it was so much fun for me anyway i intentionally this week did not take extensive notes i just have a couple bullet points for each thing that i ate so i'm going to try to talk a little less (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how that goes um also i'm really excited this week because i Finally, figured out a major audio issue we were having. It's major in my brain, but if you listen closely, you would hear some like clicks and pops every now and again in the audio. And I have thrown a bunch of money at this problem. I upgraded my computer, upgraded both of them actually. And it turned out, for any nerds who care about this stuff, the there was a new driver release for our audio interface, and it fixed the problem. Wow. I'm very excited. This is the first episode we've ever recorded where we'll have the internet available to us while we record we had to turn the internet off previously because we thought maybe signals getting mixed and everything was uh what was causing the problem or internet signal going through the computer was causing the computer to overload this is so boring for anyone listening i'm sure no but
0: i i love it just during this intro i've uh checked my instagram
1: (laughs) 12 to 15
0: times so great improvement on on the podcast
3: on my part even just listening through the headphones it really does sound
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: You're going to fit in great here, buddy. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So let's get into our review. Dan Shilton picked out our restaurant today, and it is Springfield Diner. <music> Umer Under, who mostly goes by Omar these days, is originally from a small village in the country of Turkey born to a Greek mother and a Turkish father, that his father's family had immigrated to Turkey from Greece only a couple hundred years before. Early in life, Omar had a passion for writing, which he practiced and honed throughout his youth, composing articles for his high school and college newspapers, as well as other outlets. Omar eventually earned a master's degree in journalism and was working as a professional reporter in Turkey full-time during the early 2010s, covering the politics of his home country as well as those of the rest of the Middle East and the Mediterranean regions. However, living in Turkey as a journalist became increasingly fraught during that period, as then-Prime Minister, now-President Erdogan, essentially did away with free press, closing newspapers that disagreed with state policies, or, even worse, taking over previously independent media outlets and repurposing them for propaganda. Journalists critical of the Turkish government were being threatened, attacked, arrested, jailed, and, in some cases, even killed. It's pretty easy to understand why, in 2015, a career journalist would have wanted to get out of the field and of the country and do something else somewhere else. For Omar, the something was opening a restaurant, and the somewhere was Missouri, USA. Actually, Omar lived in Houston, Texas for a little while first, but then he moved to the St. Louis area, where he learned the basics of the restaurant business, working at a place called Fluorescent City Diner. Eventually, a friend from Springfield talked Omar into the idea of moving down here to open his very own family-friendly diner. Omar had thought for a long time about running a restaurant. He'd always loved hosting parties and cooking for friends, and it seemed like a natural fit. Cooking just made Omar happy. Umer Unders' Springfield Diner opened in May of 2018. Atmosphere is important to Omar. In a few different interviews, he's talked about how he wants the feeling inside his restaurant to resemble gathering places from a sitcom, like the Central Perk from Friends or Cheers. From Cheers. Warm, welcoming places that inspire loyalty and attract regular customers. Places where... Yeah Where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you Omar chose a small space on purpose. Springfield Diner only has 40 seats, which is definitely conducive to creating that neighborhood atmosphere. The limited seating also allows the restaurant to operate with only a single cook. Omar himself. That's right. Anything you order at Springfield Diner, Number one Chef Omar's back there slinging it. It wouldn't be unreasonable to conflate Springfield Diner with a certain other similarly monikered, similarly breakfast-lunch focused spot. Omar's Diner sets itself apart from others in town though in several different ways. First, there's a specialty Mediterranean menu with a few items you won't find anywhere else in town. Ever heard of Menemen? Pastirma or Sukuk? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Probably not, unless you've been to Springfield Diner, or to Turkey. We'll talk more about it later, but there's a lot of fresh veggies, olives, and cured meats involved. Springfield Diner also makes a bold and surprising claim, at least a claim bold and surprising from what's mostly known as a breakfast place. There's a sign outside that reads, Best Burger in Town. So, traditional breakfast, fresh, veggie-focused Turkish breakfast, and big tasty burgers? You're probably intrigued or confused. I mean, it's called Springfield Diner after all. Nothing about that name really screams Turkish, or burger for that matter. And it seems like Omar understands that, and he's actively trying to fix it, or at least make clear exactly what his restaurant is. It turns out that we're covering Springfield Diner during something of a transitional period. Omar is working with a local marketing agency to rebrand the restaurant, establish a distinct concept and identity, and hopefully expand the diner's appeal. The Springfield Business Journal is doing a YouTube documentary series about the rebranding process. And a lot of the information i shared in this segment came from those videos not all of it though i do a lot of research it's a really interesting series if you're interested in this kind of thing which if you're listening to this you haven't skipped 30 to right past the bio then you probably are interested in this kind of thing i mean plus in those videos omar seems like a really cool just really good guy it really endeared me to the restaurant in a major way Weirdly though, it seems like there's a pretty strong chance the restaurant we're covering today is going to change a lot in the future, like it might not even be called Springfield Diner for much longer. I have mixed feelings about it, but mostly I hope everything works out great for my new best friend Omar. Was I talking really slowly <laughs> Is that slower than
3: normal <laughs> that felt slow. I usually listen to you guys at one and a half. Oh, speed. Yeah. So you're both talking incredibly slowly <laughs> right now in real life. <laughs>
2: I think maybe it's because we we came in hot today that suddenly slowing it down like that seemed I just seemed a little sluggish in the recording anyway. So tell us why you wanted us to cover Springfield Diner. You sent an email or something. Some kind com- of some kind of communication pretty early on requesting this place.
3: Yeah, it was right after you guys started. And I think I read about it either in the SBJ or the newsletter when it first opened. Mm-hmm. The first time we went was definitely early summer of last year. My family is I have two kids and we love uh, breakfast food for dinner. So oh, yeah. we like going to Village Inn and, you know, all these different places. So when I saw that it was had breakfast stuff all day. Of course, we didn't go for dinner because they're only open right, till two thirty. But we took them on a weekend, and my kids also love Bob's Burgers, and so uh, I told them that yeah. this was probably going to be like Bob's Burgers <laughs> without knowing. Uh, but we went; they loved it. Uh, they make little Mickey Mouse pancakes for the kids. Oh. But they put uh, chocolate chips on the service there it is terrific. They have like little coloring pages for the kids to color, and they'll hang them up. and uh-huh. My kids are always proud to see that. So. Long story short, we read about it, we went, we fell in love with it. The food was great. Omar would pop his head out of the pass-through window and wave at people. He waved at us, waved at the kids, so polite. Everyone was nice, super nice, and the food was great. Uh, I'm a big Pancake, Pancake fan. (laughs) which a big Pancake. I am a big
1: Pancake. (laughs) I'm a big Pancake. (laughs) And a big Pancake fan. Pancakes
3: there uh, are terrific. They're large. Uh, And the turkey sausage. He started out only serving turkey sausage oh. and turkey bacon and then he eventually added it because i guess enough people right. complained. but their turkey sausage if you go you can still get the he has a turkey sausage patty which i'm not sure where he gets it from it's probably from cisco or something but the way he cooks it it's like crispy and delicious and it's hands down better than any pork sausage
2: yeah. patty i've had i read several different articles about this restaurant one of which was from right after it opened and he definitely talked a lot about trying to run a healthy right restaurant And it seems like that just doesn't fly generally in Springfield. Even (laughs) places that are supposed to be healthy are not really that healthy. So he definitely moved into the real pork and all that. We like our fat. (laughs)
0: Yeah. In your bio section there, Andy, you mentioned how Omar was going for a nice neighborhood feel and I gotta say, mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. Of the three tables that were around us, I was peeking around at all sorts of different stuff. One table had a delicious plate of turkish breakfast there in front of us that looked awesome and was very enticing the other table next to us had a little child girl a girl a child, child if you girl. will girl <laughs> a daughter which you know mothers be good to them she was asking the uh, waiter that they please put her picture that she had drawn up on the wall the waiter ob- obliged. She didn't say no way.
2: You got to step <laughs> they have, up your game out there very high we stand on the wall. She handed it standards. over.
0: She said, "All right, maybe the corner." <laughs> and then right behind us, of course, um, at six o'clock, my six o'clock. Andy's twelve. Um, give you a little clue how we were sitting there. A gentleman from the band
2: Dream Ritual. <laughs> yeah, we you know talked about a few weeks ago on the show. I noticed him when I came in because I got there slightly before you did. And I pointedly avoided eye contact, walked to my seat as if I did not recognize (laughs) him at all. And he clearly is a person who moves through the world in the the normal way. And uh, very politely came up and said hi to us afterwards. This is really cool. Yeah, very cool guy. Cool dude. Cool music. Cool band.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cosmic fish. Very cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a couple of my favorite things
3: about the ambiance in there. They have a giant mural, but it's actually a photograph of, uh, it's black and white and the buses in it are yellow so it's the only thing in the photo that is colored almost oh, look, like a uh-huh. Schindler's list type <laughs> of deal but we thought it might be from turkey or somewhere but if you look at the signs it's actually portuguese so oh. i don't know if it's in portugal or brazil somewhere uh hmm. but i thought that was odd and he has a little bookshelf with turkish knickknacks that you can yes. buy including red fez hats oh really yeah. which are awesome yeah and they also have some local art in there that that rotates and that's always nice to see local places
2: supporting the local arts just a generally really calm comfortable vibe in there it's very cozy the seating is interesting there's they are elevated futons (laughs) uh, against the wall right um not the most comfortable situation but also i kind of liked how idiosyncratic they look pretty rad they do look look cool like it's unlike anything else in town that's for sure it was pretty neat it's kind of the walls have sort of a bluish gray the ceilings are black And I mentioned earlier
3: about the service that it's always been good, and that's something that's hugely important to me. I've never gone without the waitress being super, super kind to our family, and they're on top of everything. Keep your water refilled, asking how things are. Just great service. Mm. Sounds like they're deserving of that award, but uh,
2: I will (laughs) never look up the full name of it again or go back and listen to the episode. So congrats to them. So they serve breakfast and lunch. So let's, uh, let's start with breakfast. I got... The Classic Country Skillet. Ooh. They had several different skillet options. This one is not actually listed with the other skillet options. It's just over with the regular breakfast stuff. And I don't know. I didn't really have expectations for this. It said that it's biscuits covered with gravy and sausage. It comes, and at first I said to Dan, this is just biscuits and gravy. It very much looked like it looked that. that way. It's not served in a skillet. No. That is what I expected. I expected it to come in a skillet. It was not just biscuits and gravy, my friends. Those biscuits had been grilled. <laughs> Those were grilled biscuits. <laughs> and then they had the gravy, and then it wasn't just sausage gravy. They had two sausage patties stacked upon the biscuits. You the couldn't gravy tell over You thought that it. they yeah. were more biscuits mm-hmm. because of the amount of gravy on top Indeed. of them. This was so tasty. You know what happens whenever you grill one side of a biscuit? <sighs> Makes it crispy. Yeah, I saw crispy biscuits <laughs> and you're, <laughs> wow. you're a crispy boy right? i'm a crispy biscuit boy yeah. now yep <laughs> for certain and it's good gravy i'm not gonna say it's the best gravy i've ever had anything you know, it's dense has a lot of flavor quite enjoyed it not over salted that's another problem that uh, you get with some gravies they make up for lack of other things with salt speaking of salt the location of this place on east republic roads kind
3: of tucked away in a little strip mall and mm-hmm. right next to it is this place called a salt vault oh which i guess they do salt therapy where you sit in a room with salt oh and uh i'm not i can't speak to it i've never tried it myself but is it sensory deprivation something like that maybe i'm not sure Hmm. but it's called like salt scrubs no i don't know if you if you scrub it on your i think you just sit you sit with it you You sit with the salt you don't think that springfield diners using salt from these people's (laughs) feet do you (laughs) nope i hope not they're
0: not uh what but, yeah <laughs> off topic uh no uh,
2: relevant it's salty we would have <laughs> never gotten to the center of the mystery about them using the salt from people's feet dan howell tell <laughs> wow i tried to transition but i couldn't i had to go back and think about that for a moment Dan howell tell us what you ordered for breakfast andy Carr, their website
0: much like their door claims that they are the best However, not the best burger. Their website says right there on the homepage, best breakfast. Yep. So they're making the very bold claims of both the best breakfast in Springfield and the best burger in Springfield. And let me say, I don't know if this fills anybody's quota for best breakfast, but they do have an item called pancake sandwich. And, uh... That's definitely a,
2: a plus in my book. Describe her face when you ordered the panty Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, <please>. Confused.
0: <laughs> so, of course, I said, let me get one panty Sandy. I didn't know this about myself before today, but apparently if I go to a restaurant with a menu item that says pancake sandwich, that will be what I order. It's like a tractor beam
3: a new dedict maybe
1: yes
0: uh, a third step to the dedict uh, yet another bylaw (laughs) okay it was very good it was thick sliced ham in between two pancakes with eggs on top the pancakes were of the buttermilk variety (laughs) and were thick and fluffy wide enough to cover the equally thick slice of baked ham went with the scramble because i didn't want too yolky of an egg Didn't want a lot of yolk mixing with my pancakes there. I didn't exactly know how it was going to be constructed either. They don't give you a really good idea of what goes where besides the ham between the two pancakes. It was sort of like a
2: classy version of a McGriddle with ham.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not meant to be eaten as a sandwich, even a little bit. You're not supposed (laughs) to pick it up. The eggs are right on top. So if you get a yolky egg... It's going to bust open on you.
3: I wish you would have told me that earlier. <laughs>
0: he
2: has I've got everyone like that. Would <laughs> you say, Dan, that you got to fork that pork? You've got to fork that pork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the eggs were nice and fluffy, perfectly cooked. Um, no wetness like you get with some like scrambled eggs. I know Gordon Ramsay has a method of cooking scrambled eggs where they turn out just like a wet mess. And It doesn't make any sense to me. It, uh, <laughs> it seems like he'd be
2: screaming, it's raw! Mm. Gordon Ramsay Bolton? <laughs> Is that anything? Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> Reek. <laughs> We're cutting that because we may need to do that
0: later. All in all, it was delicious, especially with the syrup. The syrup went with absolutely everything. I kind of kept my eggs away from the syrup sauce, but I do feel like it was probably still very good. You know, syrup sauce isn't a thing.
2: It's just syrup, right?
0: it's like pin number or atm machine okay no they're two different things <laughs> no the last c in sauce stands for sauce <laughs> what? yeah
2: come on get s- with it
0: Smos. <laughs> <Smoss. laughs> the last c in Smos. <laughs> no that's not me <laughs> only complaint was the ham had some chewy fat there kind of throughout it some veins of real fatty I thought parts you like chewing the fat listen i do like chewing the fat which we will get to later with <laughs> our mediterranean you
2: know dish this is one thing about me and dan we don't
0: like chewing the fat <laughs> cut me off a slice of that fat back that's what i say <laughs> other than that it was delicious i really loved it i would have liked maybe a little peanut butter or something with it a little more pancake mm. uh mix-em-ups if you will that's
2: technical yeah Peanut butter is a must for me. What do you get in your pancakes, Dan Chilton? Pretty much straight up just pancakes and syrup s'moss. That's all I I put
3: on the pancakes. No butter. I'm a bit uh, lactose intolerant. Dairy Ah. upsets my stomach. So occasionally if someone puts a little bit of powdered sugar on there, I'm not going to stop them. Sure. Uh, But I like that more for the waffles.
2: But I'm strictly a pancake syrup guy most of the time. Nice. So we are going to get to what Dan ate for breakfast here in a little bit but for now let's cut to the lunch portion of our show (laughs) oh boy (laughs) let's start talking about these fries smash cut
0: start talking about these fries wait we need to talk about the coffee first or we're we're gonna gonna be be in trouble with sarah um i took some notes on the coffee it was
2: good (laughs) okay yeah i agree coffee fine pretty good good coffee didn't want to spit it out i will say I will say <laughs> I do declare that, that there is a breakfast place in town that purportedly has good coffee that has very bad coffee. Oh. I'm not gonna say it. you know what? I'll say it and I'll bleep it out. Scandalous. I'll say it and I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> I'll bleep it a word. <laughs> <laughs> is it it's
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put the dots. <laughs> it's all right.
2: <laughs> I think we all got burgers, right? Yes. So Absolutely. Let's, we'll get to our individual burgers here in a bit, but let's start with those fries. They're very good. They yeah. use the cornstarch method. Uh-huh. They're very crispy. Have to say, reminds me a whole lot of another place. And once Ooh. I got this thought of my head, I couldn't get it out. And also, I'm going to bleep this out too because I don't want people going and comparing these two places. So maybe they can make this connection on their own. The fries and the burgers remind me a lot of Hmm. which I I have mentioned on the show before. I haven't eaten there in years. Man. Years. So to me, it's the battle of the burgers between those two places because they basically have the same awesome fries. Right. I'll tell you the one thing I
3: I appreciate the most about their burgers, and this was the first time I'd actually had a burger at Springfield Diner. Prior to this, it's been straight-up breakfast food. Mm -hmm. I like that they're not huge. According to the menu, it's a five-ounce patty. Right. I'm not a fan of big, messy burgers it uh, might be sacrilege here i don't know if you guys no, feel that way but i so like i like the burger to be contained and i think that's that is a perfect size burger for me i awesome. totally agree awesome dans are in <laughs> in mind sync <sink> here <laughs> <right>. in agreement <laughs> what burger did you get this time so since this was my first one i mentioned i'm lactose intolerant but i will i will break that rule for a bacon cheeseburger no. And bacon cheeseburger is like the bar that's always set for. A You're burger also for kosher, me. right? <laughs> no,
1: not quite. So
3: I had the bacon cheeseburger. It was really good. Like I said, the patty was the right size. There were uh, three pieces of bacon on there. They were crispy, very crispy, which I like. My bacon crispy. I don't like it too flimsy. Definitely. Sure. Uh, the cheese, unfortunately, was just an American cheese slice. So Omar might need to bump that up to some real cheddar or something like that. But still, American cheese, it was fine. The bun seemed to be like a brioche. Yeah. A brioche bun with maybe some butter on top so uh-huh. i went i'm with full dairy on it yeah i like that the toppings were on the burger the lettuce the tomato the onion the pickle all on there i because i appreciate that because i don't have to do that work yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's not my job yeah, to put yeah. that on there i don't like mm-hmm. when they're on the side right but then mustard and ketchup wasn't on there so i had to put the mustard and ketchup yep. on but that's okay because some people like a lot some people like a little but all in all great burger i won't say it's my favorite burger in town but it's definitely in the top three
2: Nice. I uh,
0: had to look at the menu to see what exactly that bun was, because I agree the bun is just a real knockout. It just says traditional bun, traditional hamburger bun, I think is what their menu says. I also wrote down brioche because at least the outer like crust layer has a brioche quality kind of a bite to it. I don't know that it's as dense as a brioche yeah. would normally be like normally brioche is a little spongier. Yeah, definitely
2: a lightness to it.
0: Yeah. But man, like you can just tell right from the bun that you're working with like very quality ingredients. Like it's, it's not, it is a, a crummy bun. photogenic burger. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. And mine was a takeout burger. Mm-hmm. It was brought to me by the lovely Andy Carr right to my workplace he delivered didn't even charge a fee heck i didn't even pay him <laughs> <laughs> he did now <laughs> i wasn't able to get into the fry discussion earlier which is good because of course they were put in the rachel ray bag kind of a misstep on, on andy's part oh, i don't want to <laughs> i don't, don't want to get to and do it here but they were i would say ruined by the time they got there
2: i'm sorry dude
0: no i'm (laughs) just kidding (laughs) they were still very good i could tell that they were quality fries it's one of my favorite types of fries that cornstarch dredge a la scullies they were just a little moist Mm -hmm. by the time i got them but i could tell that at one point they had been crispy and you know what i gotta tell you they properly sauced me andy hit me with the theme Somebody sauce me. <laughs> Six packets of ketchup. Whoa. Wow. Did you
2: guys do any kind of sauce count? Uh, well, I ate there both times, so no takeout for me. Same you know, same with me. Ketchup on the table. I don't think I used it, though. Segment over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their fries are very good, um, but I feel like
3: they're under salted. Oh, mm. So maybe they could borrow a little salt from the salt vault <laughs> yeah, next yeah. door. That, that's just cohesive business strategy <laughs> yeah. it is but no they're they're good fries. There's better better fries uh, in town that I've enjoyed, but I'm certainly not gonna knock them. They're not bad fries by by any means but uh, I do like my food a little more yeah. salty. I ordered
2: a classic double cheeseburger mm. big buttery grilled bun. Patties you can't even talk about the patties that much. Mine were almost charred on the outside, but still pretty tender and juicy on the mm-hmm. inside. It reminded me of a thicker version of a steak and shake patty in that right. way. You know how those mm. have a crispiness to them? I've got a theory. They've got a breakfast griddle
0: back there that yeah. they're cooking food oh, on yeah, all day certain. long, and you cannot get a patty like that mm-hmm. and on the, an unseasoned griddle. The
3: menu also says our five-ounce burgers
2: are the world's finest pure fresh ground beef. Man. Man. Pure now, and fresh. He was bold, bold with his claims. I, I'm going to be honest. I generally like my burgers medium, maybe even a medium sure. rare. You don't get any kind of option. This was definitely well done, which uh-huh. is fine. It was a good, well done burger, even if that's not my top choice. Omar's from Turkey. These burgers made with premium beef. I got to say, this is the first turkey burger I ever loved.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a Turkish delight, I'd say. <laughs> mm. I, I can't even say anything to that. Those are both. <laughs> bad very bad very (laughs) bad but very good so bad they're good i give this turkey three strikes (laughs) i like it i had the farmer's burger grilled mushrooms sauteed onions and swiss cheese had nice thick cuts of sauteed mushrooms and onion not quite caramelized but cooked to the point where there's still just a little bit of bite to them uh al dente maybe I already talked about the bun. already talked about the patty. I already talked about everything else. It was a delicious burger. One of my favorite go-to burgers, a mushroom onion Swiss, and this one really delivered. One of the best burgers I've had for the show. I don't know if it's reaching drunken monkey levels yeah, of greatness, but... Man. Still very, very good. I'm
2: going to be honest. It doesn't quite hit that peak for me, but it's a very good diner burger, and I feel like it's definitely worth the price you pay for it, which is not that much.
0: Right. So very, very reasonably affordable. priced. Yeah. Yeah. And did I say six ketchups, guys? <laughs> Great sauce count.
2: <laughs> the thing that really sets Springfield Diner apart from the other similar diner places in Springfield is that Mediterranean breakfast yeah. menu. I think all three of us sort of accidentally got the same item. There are four <laughs> choices. Dan Howell and I split one. And it turns out that Dan Chilton also got one of those for himself Absolutely. when he went. Dan, why don't you describe for us what that is? Which, Dan? <laughs> I pointed at you. <laughs> okay. Let's
3: not do this. So uh, so I had the fried eggs and pasturma, which is like a dried, cured beef that has a range of spices on it. It's very thin. And there's four slices in there. It's served in a uh, kind of a ornamental dish. Absolutely. It's almost like the size of a a frying pan that you'd have, but it has some little handles on it. And then there's four eggs. Now, in the picture on the menu, there's two yolks sitting Mm. on top of the uh, pasturma. I'm not a huge runny yolk nah, fan guy.
0: And the menu would lead you to believe they're basically
3: uncooked right. yolks. They are the fattest, <laughs> yellowest yeah. yolks. So I just asked that it not be runny. Sure. And she said, yeah, it's fine. It won't look like on the menu. I was like, that's totally cool. So it came and it was they were still there. There was a little bit of run in them, but very little, which is perfect. And so I cut up that uh, pasturma. And man, the flavor of that. There's a lot of oil on the eggs. You could tell I use a high quality olive oil mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to cook that. And it was just delicious. And then it's served with a salad, which I don't think was even mentioned in the in the menu, was it? it, it it's it called a, the breakfast, breakfast plate. Okay, yeah. There's a salad that had a lot of feta cheese on it, which I had no idea, so I couldn't eat it because of the, yeah. the feta. Ooh. But I did pick out the olives and cucumbers to eat, because I know yeah. you guys hate both of those things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I don't mind cucumbers. That's a But that's you, a hate, false but you okay. hate olives. I do hate olives. And Andy
3: doesn't mind. Well, you don't like olives either, do you? I'm not an olive man. I, what I about a, You don't like cucumbers
2: cucumbers are okay. He doesn't well, like pickles, 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 which is the okay. ultimate
3: version of a cucumber.
2: I'll give you so. that I don't
3: love cucumbers. Pickles are the <laughs> Pokemon
0: evolution <laughs> of, of cucumbers.
2: Somebody's been reading my Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: but all that, all that's served on a little slate board, and then it's supposed to also be served with a pita. The pita for me was just a slightly grilled 10-inch flour tortilla. I don't know if oh. you guys got a real pita, or maybe they ran out today. Maybe that's what
0: we they did. had. No, I think it was a real pita.
2: Mine was a definitely a tortilla, flour tortilla wow oh hmm. whatever we had was very tasty it was definitely thinner than you typically think with pita bread but we were joking <laughs> what i said was the words that came out of my mouth were this is like a byoy and dan said i think you mean byog Euro." yeah he was alluding to bring build
0: your own Euro. <laughs> yeah
2: because you pretty much can't do that you just put the vegetables and cheese into the pita and take a bite and it's really tasty yeah. it's really good yeah i'm sorry that you're lactose intolerant i feel like the feta kind of ties it all together oh, that, unfortunately that
0: feta i love feta too
2: what did you guys think of the pasturma the the meat itself i thought it was delicious it's kind
3: of uh soft yeah it's very it's thin. thin very thin
0: much yeah. thinner than most slices of bacon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless you're talking like a slice of turkey bacon that's the only thing quite as thin as that
2: if you when you got a bite of it with the with some egg and some veggies Mm -hmm. in the pita bread that was the ultimate it was really tasty
0: ours was very yolky i I mean they were cooked to a not just watery run but a little thicker than that it really thickened up the whole Mm -hmm. egg bit of it there so good. I'm I'm very glad I went with scrambled eggs for my
2: pancake sandwich because
0: it was the yolk was so prominent in the flavor of this whole dish.
2: And just so we're clear here, when Dan and I went to breakfast, it was two men and three entrees. Oh, yes. Yes. We <laughs> ate like kings. It was so much food at our table. We both got coffee and the pastirma also came with Turkish tea. Yep. Mm. I'm not a big tea drinker. And because of that, I am not very good at describing the flavors of tea. It was pleasant. It was fine. It was hot. I liked it all right. Do you know? Do you have more of a tea vocabulary, Dan Chilton? Uh, barely. Uh, I'll say it's it's black tea. It's
3: a black tea. Mm-hmm. Um, very smooth. Some black teas can so be a little acidic. This is incredibly smooth. And I like my tea just as is. I don't add any sugar or anything like that. And it, was, it took them a while to actually brew it. So it was freshly brewed when I got it. They serve it in a cute little cup with a tiny little spoon on it. Um, but it's just really good black tea. I don't I don't think had you told me it was just warm black tea that I would have known any different. But Turkish tea it is. And it was delicious. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like jet
0: black. It's got kind of a browner tint to it closer to like an iced tea would be. Right. But you're absolutely right. It doesn't like stick to doesn't cling to the sides of your mouth like a kind of more bitter tea is. Mm-hmm. I, it was awesome. And while I don't think any of us have the correct tea vocabulary. You can probably go back to our that Lebanese place episode Uh and listen to Holland describe the Lebanese tea. That's right because it seems almost identical. Um, Our server talked about that. It's slow brewed with the tea leaves directly in the water rather than in a bag. Mm -hmm. It was so good. I wish I hadn't gotten coffee. Actually, I was already like two cups deep on my coffee whenever it arrived. and I still had one, but I would have loved to just been drinking that tea
2: the whole time it was so good yeah i had already drank a full french press that day yes <laughs> and i drank more coffee and i was still out of it like yeah. i was talking about earlier we went right before we recorded the previous mm-hmm. episode so i was just in a funk that
0: day yeah so if we sound jacked last <laughs> week it's because i in particular had three cups of coffee <laughs> that's hilarious
2: <and> because one. <laughs> my brother said was dan tired <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: How many cozy Turkish Metaburger breakfast joints would you rate Springfield Diner? You know, next
0: time, I think I'd get something non-pancake sandwich, although... That one does have such an alluring title. You have to get it now.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to
2: get There's it every a time. That's There's clause, a Didict
0: byline. Clause, yeah. <laughs> byline. I, the dedict only works for episodes of this podcast. If it's outside of the realms of this, I'm having whatever I want, baby. <laughs> okay. That's the dedict to life, baby. <laughs> but you can claim it on your taxes if you say it's for the podcast, though. <laughs> Ooh, pancakes! It is, baby. Audit me, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I just write deduct on all my on, <laughs> in all the fields, <laughs> um, D-dict, <Yeah>. deductions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. D-Dict deductions. Yes, my dict deductions. Where's the part for deduct deductions? <laughs> um, ham's not my favorite breakfast meat. Probably about my least favorite. Wouldn't have gotten it had it not been for said pancake sandwich. But beyond that, I think I have to give this place five. Wow, oh, wow. I, I I didn't expect to until just now talking about it, but. I loved everything I had there. That Mediterranean breakfast is just like lovely. I would love to go up there and sit with my girlfriend and sip some of that black tea and just enjoy something that I don't think you can get anywhere else in town. All four of their Mediterranean breakfast yeah. options seemed totally out of the realm of possibility anywhere
2: else. I don't want to catch every Pokemon, but I want to catch all those Mediterranean food <laughs> options there.
0: Why don't you want to catch every Pokemon? Do you you got to s- catch them. All. Something A in Some of them check my twitter you're like jinx i mean rightfully so <laughs> dan yes dan what are you rating it so funny
3: <laughs> so uh, dan yes, Dan. that's my dan Howell impersonation <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. my andy per se she goes let me tell you about this place
1: it was so good
2: <laughs> even with the back off the mic and everything yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Several factors go into it. The food is, I won't say my favorite across the board in town, but it is always lands in my top rankings. But besides that, I'm a huge stickler about service at restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it is ne- almost hands down the best service in Springfield that I've gotten. Uh, When Omar is cooking, because there was a a little bit of a consistency issue later last year when I think Omar was out of town and some other people were cooking for him, uh, that the consistency was a little off. But when he's cooking, which is most of the time, 99% of the time now, it is terrific. The atmosphere is cozy, amazing. They're so nice to my kids. So it's a great family restaurant if you're thinking of a good place to go with your uh, family. I'm going to give it also five cozy Turkish meta- burger joints.
2: Wow. I believe yeah, you got it. Cozy Turkish meta Burger Breakfast Joints. Breakfast. <laughs> I left out the breakfast. At least you attempted. <laughs> I really like this a lot. I'm going to go ahead and give Umer Under five stars, the man. Wow. <laughs> five stars for sure. Mm-hmm. Much like David Leong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Except I'm probably like Omar more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cold. Uh, headline, uh, Omar, better than David. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either one of these people personally. I have no business saying any of this. I like the food a lot. I I don't think it's the best burger in town. I really like that uh, Mediterranean breakfast option that we had quite a bit. I really enjoyed my grilled biscuits. Don't know another, another place we can get that. However, it wasn't, you know, transcendently good. It was merely very, very good. So I'm going to go with a rock solid Four cozy Turkish Metaburger breakfast joints. You know what? I
0: gotta knock it down to four point five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, four point <laughs> five. I just remembered nothing there was as good as the cornbread crumble.
3: <laughs> and well, I'm keeping mine at five because I forgot to mention the other factor was price. And it's a very reasonably priced it is. place to go.
2: Yeah. It's price, service, food, five stars for me. Definitely go check it out. Tell Omar Spring Food Mo sent you. You'll get nothing in return. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be very confused. Our next segment is is something very special and probably weird. (laughs) I don't know. It's called the mystery food truck. (laughs) I was walking out of my gym the other day. You know, I was pumping the iron
0: start to a pretty cool rap song.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Walking from the gym the other day. this is a original joke <laughs> yeah. oh yes very much so hopefully none of our listeners listen to podcasts <laughs> across the street from my gym i noticed a food truck that had not ever been there before at least at least i thought it hadn't been and it didn't have a name on the outside and all i could really see was what i thought were some sauces so this place has a lot of sauces <laughs> yes. it turned out they weren't sauces we oh. found out later but we thought maybe we would just do an investigation and report on this brand new maybe food truck (laughs) so that's what we did we met there today and before we went we made some predictions as to what this food truck might have been i'm trying to get my tenses right here it's really (laughs) messing with my head anyway here's a probably awful recording of us uh talking before we went around to see the front of the food truck okay so we're standing outside well we're outside but we're standing very close to the uh, mystery food truck. or standing behind it to not, you know, give away what it might be. Though, you can't see from the front. Uh, there's there's no name on it. It's just a big white metal van. Very nondescript. It's yeah. a Caribbean-looking uh, bar. Right, yeah, there's a little bar with two bar stools. We're kind of talking about what that might be, because it's, you made an observation about that, Dan Howell. I thought it might be
0: a, like a little side setup for maybe a child of the owner to sell something separately. I'm not sure what that lemonade. would be.
3: Yeah, maybe. That's Morphine. just the immediate picture I have in my mind. I yeah. think that's where they serve daiquiris. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Because it's going to be a uh, some kind of taco bar. That would be cool. Oh, a taco yeah. truck. I like that. That's my guess. Yeah, I, I, I may sure have jumped the gun is. there.
2: No, no, no. <laughs>
0: You have a guess, Dan Howell? I, I mean, I hope it's a taco truck, yeah. but uh, I got to take a swing.
2: I'm gonna say Sloppy Joes. Oh wow, that is a big swing. Great <laughs> right. hot uh, weather too. Great oh, yes, time. I'm excited for it if that is. Great time to open up a Sloppy Joe shop. <laughs> yes. I think my guess, and this is kind of a buzzkill guess, but I know that Leslie's, the Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. just south of here, recently closed to move to a new location. So I'm wondering if this is like their interim plan. So that's my prediction. So you're going tacos or Mexican cuisine, too? Yeah, I'm taking it a step further. Like, I'm going to a specific Mexican place. Okay, Leslie's. I'm going to
0: say Uncle Joe's taco, (laughs) (laughs) or uh, uh, Sloppy Joe truck. And I'm going,
3: uh, I really, really love tacos. Gotcha. Ah, (laughs) To
0: compete with the one on
2: the northwest side of town. All right, so let's go check it out.
0: So we walked up on a very nondescript white metal truck, kind of searched around for the name of the establishment
3: nowhere which, to be found
0: yeah it's not just not viewable from the road or the gym it's not viewable at all because there is none on it yeah we eventually got the name and maybe this will clue our listeners into what type of food it is <laughs> what was the name of eat. eat
2: and enjoy eat and enjoy <laughs> yeah so, so uh, obviously you can tell what kind of food this. yeah place absolutely serves. very declarative name for a uh, food truck it's an Eastern European food truck. Absolutely. Definitely Russian, not man. tacos and certainly not sloppy joes. <laughs> <laughs> I really had my fingers crossed. Yeah, he said Russian and Ukrainian food. Most of what they serve seems to be reminiscent of pasties. Or empanadas. Fillings wrapped in dough <laughs> and fried. No, these are baked. Yes. These are baked. Baked, Fancy hot pockets. Yeah. So we each ordered a different combination. They have sweet and savory and they're each $2.50 oh, yes. per. Very reasonably priced. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of competition, a lot of pass competition in town between Patty Co., London Calling, and this place. You want to survive in Springfield, you got to keep your patty game high.
1: You got, you got to put them <laughs>
3: in a truck, and you got to keep that patty game high.
2: You got to come correct. <laughs> I got a spinach patty, and that's what I'm trying here first. Spinach and cheese. It's not a patty. What are
3: they called here? I don't remember how to it did start with a P though, ended with a V.
0: What we're eating here is pizzones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the food truck was a pizza hut. <laughs>
2: uh, Peroski. Peroski. And that sounds uh Polish. Maybe it is a Polish food. I don't know. They offer Peroski's in several varieties. Beef, chicken, potato, spinach, and cheese are the savory varieties, and the sweet ones are strawberry, blueberry, and cherry. I think between us we tried every single one. Mm-hmm. The first one that i've been into here was the spinach and cheese and i have to say it's delicious it's really really good the there's a lot of spinach in there but it's all obviously been cooked up or rather cooked down and mixed with the cheese and it's very tasty the dough is buttery on the outside which i very much appreciate it's got a little shine to it it's almost like a
3: nice soft pizza dough i started with the chicken which has uh chicken and onions and egg it's very good it's very savory but my dough is a little doughy on the bottom and it was also the smallest of all the ones that yeah we, uh, we yes. tried so maybe it was undercooked i'm not sure but it's very tasty not a whole lot of uniformity
0: between them clearly no.
3: all hand
0: which is <laughs> made pretty cool the one i first bit into was the potato one which is quite literally just mashed potatoes filled into it and it's so good. I've saved half of it so that you guys can try it cuz it seems pretty wildly different than the
3: other ones available. That would have been the generous thing to do as I just finished off my <laughs> my chicken I figured the chicken and steak ones were all pretty similar. My, I'm
2: chewing down a steak one right now. you am just been, chewing it down. You've been generous enough with us not already. There's a bunch of beer in that <laughs> yeah. fridge waiting for us to get. Ooh, yes. Well, I almost said waiting for us to get drunk. And what I meant to say was waiting waiting to be drunk. <laughs> I am glad us. Dan saved that one because I've am i been
3: looking forward to trying that pillowy mound yes, of mashed please, potatoes. Like, get into Thank you. it.
0: I've also got the steak one here in front of me, which is, I think, identical to the chicken one. It's kind of a chopped steak, egg, and onions, and it's also very good. I don't think it's even approaching this mashed potato one. There's, uh, just such a sensation with that mashed potato. You're it's right. so yeah. delicious. creamy. That is amazing. Like, it's like nothing you've ever had, unless, of course, you've had
3: uh, whatever we decide <laughs> these are called. <laughs> that mashed For potato groceries? texture is perfect. It's like so, so fluffy and I'm not a fan of mashed potatoes when there's big chunks of potatoes in it. Uh, I like consistency throughout and that is perfect.
2: Look, we don't generally try to compare one place to another, but there is a bangers and mash pasty at London calling. Got to say at $2.50, (laughs) got to say at (laughs) $2.50, this one's blowing that one away. It tastes better, cheaper, so good. But this one is missing the bangers.
0: I don't miss them. <laughs> <laughs> just the mash. All the savory ones are served with a uh, few mixed greens. And by a few, I mean maybe three pieces of spinach and then three, <laughs> yeah, three to five crinkle cut jarred pickles on top of them. And I just tried the pickle with uh, my steak one. And it's got a lovely like hamburger taste to it now and a, it's
3: po- good. a pool of
0: ketchup yes well. uh more ketchup than would be needed for any
2: one of these <laughs> hey dan let's run the sauce can on this somebody
0: sauce me <laughs> i guess three no oh, two two
2: <laughs> what's the second one
0: i mean you, you water got water isn't a, and sauce, I got a sauce dan I was counting a sauce for each of the people at the table Mm. who had
3: sauce.
2: Right. So it's just one sauce varietal, but three of that varietal.
3: I'm getting ready to try the first sweet one. And Mm. the crust on this is noticeably softer. It's almost like uh, pizza crust, but very, very soft pizza crust. So I wonder if I did get some that were a little under-baked we'll see how it tastes.
0: Just to put this in perspective, we have three full bags of food. These are served in styrofoam containers that are probably a little too big for what they need to be, but we both we all left with three bags of food, and I think I spent $8.50 mm-hmm. and got a beef, mashed potato, and strawberry, so dinner aside and dessert.
3: And the borscht is served in
0: a coffee cup. Mm-hmm. yes yeah that was very strange it's served in a coffee cup with another styrofoam cup on the outside a la a nice cup of lean <laughs> right he did say he he's did, double cupping
3: he said it was boiling so i appreciate it that he didn't hand me a boiling cup of borscht for me to walk around with did you get your spoon no spoon
2: there is no spoon
0: you got a couple jolly ranchers in the bottom of there i um, just more lean jokes <laughs> don't do coding
2: wasn't planning
3: on it (laughs) that borscht is very hot very hot it's pork and then a full medley of vegetables there's onions saw some celery floating around carrots it has a very earthy taste uh probably some kind of tomato broth it's good hot and good good soup hot Probably not my favorite thing of what I've tasted today, but that mashed potato is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, Oh, that was awesome. I wish I had my own.
0: The strawberry one is an absolute beast. It is whoa, definitely the biggest.
3: Yeah, for sure. It has a full patch of strawberries within.
0: The strawberries delicious. It has like almost a like strawberries and cream quality to mm-hmm. it. I think maybe just because of like the doughiness of it.
2: Strawberry is generally one of my least favorite fruit flavors but i also don't hate it so we'll see how this goes strawberry mm. is actually one of my favorite fruit flavors so let's see
0: Mine as well great dan's think alike it's kind of
2: reminiscent imagine if a pop tart didn't taste artificial kind of has that going on maybe more like if a, if a toaster strudel yeah. didn't taste artificial so that. yeah that's really good
0: now this isn't the only thing that they serve up here i think it's probably like their main thing but There's a ton of other stuff up here, all the way down to packs of gum. Mm -hmm. Um, The sauce station that Andy was rhapsodizing about earlier was actually a bunch of coffee creamer and And like
2: coffee syrups. It was 100 plus feet away, (laughs) maybe more. (laughs)
3: Did you guys notice the breakfast
1: menu?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they had waffles on there and pancakes. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Smoothies. It's like they had some variation on a quiche. You could see he had the pie doughs, the mini pie doughs pie crust doughs laid out uh it looked like maybe they were preparing those for the next day
0: yeah the guy up there was very helpful we had a lot of questions because
2: i we did
0: not know what we were walking into
2: so many questions that i said i'm sorry i have so many questions (laughs) and he looked at me like why would you be sorry (laughs) So I, I suggest people go check this out. I mean, it's really cheap. We definitely ordered probably more food than one person needs and it was still super affordable.
3: Oh, mine was eight fifty and that came with a bottle of water. Yeah. yeah. Mine was seven fifty with the with the borscht. But if I go back, I'm definitely gonna hit that mashed potatoes and then another one of these sweet ones, maybe do the strawberry, but that would be a perfect blend of savory and sweet for five bucks. Mm-hmm. And they have ice cream up there as well. So a dollop of
0: ice cream with one of these is they're
2: cones. They have ice cream cones for two dollars. Yeah.
0: Geez, I wonder if you can get it by the scoop. I I really hope this place sticks around. I was remarking to Dan while we were in the parking lot that I've never seen anything stick around too long in that parking lot. Whenever I worked near there, there was a falafel truck that was there for like
2: two and a half weeks. This place is located at the southwest corner of Glenstone and Bennett. There's been a sunglasses shop right there. It's in the parking lot of a family dollar. Mm -hmm. That's now closing. It's now closing. That's a shame. You get a lot of foot traffic from that at Eat and Enjoy. Anyway,
0: people should go. It's really
2: yeah, good. check it out.
0: Give it the spring food mo bump.
2: Yeah. I'd also suggest taking
3: it home because the ambiance there isn't the best.
2: Right. It's very loud. The truck is very loud, unfortunately, and you're right on in Glenstone. We were there during a particularly busy, busy part of the day.
0: It's nice and hot out there in the black asphalt mm-hmm. parking
2: <laughs> right. lot. Nothing covering the stools uh, for you to sit under. Okay, we've got one more thing to try, and we can all take a little bite of this brownie. We just want to try one of the desserts. I got a bunch of desserts. Why not? Well, like absolutely. brownies. So I'm immediately noticing that this brownie is in a circular, I'm sorry, an ovoid shape. Oh. Now it looks more circular. It looks like maybe like a flowerless chocolate torte, perhaps. A flowerless chocolate turtle. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the top of the brownie also is a generous helping of some sort of whipped topping perhaps a cool whip or a an actual whipped cream it's good tastes like a brownie i'm cleaning the borsche off of my fork (laughs) so i can get in here (laughs) Mm, borscht. it does tastes like a brownie (laughs) you're right (laughs) a little ways into the bite this deep dark chocolate taste emerges but doesn't stick around for too long it seems like a betty crocker or something like that but i like i like that taste a lot certainly a brownie (laughs) <laughs> Look, i concur you can be pretty hit or miss with brownies some places will overcook them you know this one's got a nice moistness to it maybe that that could be from the dairy that i got on mine
0: another thing i noticed up there a lot of uh um, advertisements for new life yeah some sort of like a Sub- rehabilitation or
2: yeah substance abuse rehabilitation program yeah yeah and i wonder if this restaurant has some sort of su- I don't wonder. I assume they have some sort of association with that organization. Maybe it's helping people get back on their feet or something like that. And if that's the case, they're doing a great job. And I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, get out here and support Eat and Enjoy and uh, get them a sign. If one of our listeners mm-hmm. just gave them a sign.
2: <laughs> Any size sign at this point would yes, be an improvement.
3: Absolutely, <laughs> Even a business card uh, sitting on their on their shelf.
2: And let's say you want to go for lunch. Maybe you got coworkers you normally go to lunch with, and Eastern European food is a hard sell. They also have American food there too. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, they have burgers, wings, wings, uh, rice pilaf, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't you know American really, but there's a lot of good stuff on the menu, and it's all really cheap. So take your cheapskate friends.
3: <laughs> I noticed some uh, brochures for the Greater Springfield Farmers Market there too, which makes me wonder if they set up there on the weekends, maybe. So someone will have to call in if they spot them at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. You guys get a lot of call-in call in traffic?
2: We got our first one oh, uh, wow. last week. Classic call-in call-in. Anyway, I think it's pretty safe to say we solved this mystery <laughs> of what this food truck was. <laughs> Mm-mm. So that was really cool. I'm glad we did that. Yeah. And now we're going to do our brand new segment. Well, I guess it's not brand new anymore since we've started it last week, but our brand new sort of guest interview segment last meal funny so dan you're gonna die oh no i mean everybody is someday but you're dying today (laughs) which Um, dan are you talking about take a wild guess buddy (laughs) oh man (laughs) sorry dan (laughs) (laughs) l you know you've talked a lot about your kids you have to kiss them goodbye if they let you (laughs) i'm so sorry I told my wife about this uh, <laughs> this bit, and she said it was incredibly morbid. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> so you're being executed at the <laughs> the prison down yonder in Springfield, Missouri, and they come to you. They say, "Dan, you get one last meal before we throw you in an
1: incinerator." <laughs> wow! Because at least they're doing they it they home do humanely. It. <laughs>
2: i'm so sorry nicole
1: she's not gonna hear this is okay she? no
2: she, she hates podcasts especially ah, this one okay <laughs> that's awesome just a smart consumer yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you about that at book club next week you should
3: <laughs> ask her about the podcast voice that specifically oh, is what she hates about podcasts okay oh i get it
2: no. we lapse into that for sure all right what um,
1: voice? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so dan you got four items for this meal your last meal okay. a drink an appetizer Not us. Them. Okay. A drink, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. All Springfield restaurants. None of this neighbor's mill garbage. No. Mm. I let that go because he was my brother. But I don't care if you know the people. It started in Arkansas. doesn't count for the segment. Um, You don't get a dessert, Jeffrey. Yeah. All right. I've been thinking about this. So,
3: for the drink, uh, I'm going to have to say... Anything from 4x4 Brewery, which is my favorite brewery in town of the many that we have now. Mm-hmm. If I could only choose one, it would be the Witty Salesman, which is their Belgian Wit. Super good. Light beer. Good year-round. I br- actually brought some for you guys. Yes, to you were so there.
0: kind to have brought us
3: not one, but two different growlers mm-hmm. from 4x4. Yeah. My favorite brewery in town. So, that's the drink. Uh, the appetizer is tough. I like Vegetable appetizers. And I like when they're Ew. cooked <laughs> cooked a different way. So it'd be <laughs> a toss-up uh, between the charred vegetables from Wine Dive Ooh. or the – which I just tried this place for the first time this last weekend – the maple – uh, roasted Brussels sprouts from best of luck beer hall oh wow.
2: man we've kind of been talking about checking them out they're, they are amazing kind of thirsty for us to come there <laughs> to be honest tagging us in posts and stuff okay well is real you have to get the Brussels sprouts <laughs> they have a
3: lot of great things there but those Brussels sprouts were good enough that i i put them up there as one of the apps that i'd, I'd like yeah we need to do that entrees now there's two ways you can look at it with entrees do you want to go with like something comforting that reminds you of home like you see the old movie someone's like i just want my mama's mashed potatoes you know before <laughs> mm-hmm. he dies or something or do you want something like off the wall decadent you know like lobsters and, and steak and stuff stuff choice yeah so well,
0: unless if, your mama owned a restaurant here in springfield uh, missouri that didn't. of course would she not didn't. be eligible well so if you- i
3: were to go comforting the comforting route i would go with the trail burger from galloway grill mm-hmm. which is my favorite burger in town not to give too much away earlier when i was saying
2: Springfield Diner wasn't, but Galloway Grill. Well, Springfield Diner takes salt from people's feet. The trail burger at Galloway, <laughs> <Dan> they, Hell. <laughs> they take dirt from the trail and yeah. sprinkle it atop mm. the
3: burger. That's yeah. why it's so earthy, but yeah. it's a delicious burger. That's if I were going comforting. If I were going decadent, I would go with the 84 from 417 Tappos. Oh, Do wow. you guys had that? So the 84. I, have, yeah, I, I know the 84. Eight chicken strips, four waffles, and a table-sized oh, uh, a Big pile of their twists. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Good so, choice, though. Yeah. I went there last night. I just got a 22, though. Man, but their chicken waffles are really good. They are. They There's are. a
0: painting of my likeness at 417 Tap House, I believe, in the Ronald women's Jeremy? restroom. <laughs> no, of me. Wait, what? It's <laughs> a painting of me, yeah. Nice. Yeah, if you are a lady and you really need to use the restroom of a 417 Tap House, <laughs> You're there. I believe that's I'm where dan's a There to Help <laughs> by the local painter, Christy Snelson, is really? located. Really? Wow me in a uh, nightgown with some shaving cream on my face sitting on
1: a toilet.
2: <laughs> so uh, go the check classic, that out if you like. Dan there. Next, time I'm there, next time I'm there with a woman, I'm going to have that woman go in and make sure there's no <laughs> other women in there so I can go in and see that. That's like at La Paloma <laughs> how they have the Brad Pitt posters all over the women's bathroom. Oh, do they? So this That's is awesome.
0: the
3: same. The same. Thing. I only know because my wife tells it's me It's literally <laughs> the same
0: thing in every way. Yep.
3: It's
2: a whole. There's a whole different world in there. All so, right, dessert. Well, Wait, but no, you you can ahead. also beg the warden to let you get two entrees. What'd okay. that other choice be? <laughs> so, warden,
1: <yeah. laughs> please. Need my chicken fingers. No, no chicken fingers for y'all. <laughs> I'm seeing the magic happen right before me. It's incredible. Uh, magic <laughs> in quotes.
3: So, dessert. Final thing for dessert. And this is a throwback to uh, your Greek Belly review. When you both complained about the amount of honey on the baklava. Yep. I'm a baklava boy. I like the honey! <laughs> As Andy Carr might say. Did I complain about the honey? You guys both said there was a little too much honey. Uh, it yeah. was dripping I, I with honey. I found it a little honey heavy. My dessert is a full tray of Greek Belly's baklava. Wow. Easily my favorite dessert in town. I don't have to beg off and have two of them like I have with the other things. Uh-huh. I love, I love Greek Belly. Just in general, but their baklava is my favorite
2: What are you, some kind of chicken in a volcano?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bak-lava? Baklava. Last time we were there... (laughs) Just skipping right over it. (laughs) Last time we were there, the waitress came and I said, uh, you know, I ordered my normal entree and I said, I'll take three baklava. And Nicole, my dime piece wife, uh, said, oh, I want some baklava too. And I said, we'll take four baklava then. (laughs) Because I always have to have three pieces of their baklava. It is delicious. It's so good.
2: It's very good. What a great way to die. Mm. Yeah. Sticky with honey, full with chicken and waffles. Yeah. Well, Dan, we're really glad you came. Dan Chilton. Not you. Yeah. I wish you'd stop showing up <laughs> I, here. I, I'm not glad to be here.
3: <laughs> this has been the highlight of uh, of my year. I, yeah. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh,
0: that's so sweet. We really appreciate you supporting our podcast. Yeah. So like you've
3: that uh, Dan
0: has uh, thrown some money mm-hmm. at our very podcast. Very uh, little.
3: I need to throw
2: more. Uh, no, no, don't don't no, like no, 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 no. I'm I I gonna throw more. Be, no, you can't talk me out of it now. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm pulling more. out his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sweet man. Don't feel like you have to do anything. You've done plenty. And we're very grateful.
3: Thank you.
0: More well, than anyone
2: should really.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: We have one last segment. This is the final installment of a fan favorite called got hot, got goss talk with Dan, Drew and Dan.
1: That's
0: right live to a hardened piece of valyrian steel from the 16th floor of the house of the undying here in beautiful sunny carth it's got hot got gos talk <laughs> with dan drew and dan dan drew of course being andrew and myself and dan dan chilton it's spring food Mo's number one segment about the home box office television series game of thrones
3: we're, we're dan, dan drew and i'm dan In this week's GHGGT with D&D, we're going to be taking questions from throughout the realm and giving our predictions for the final episode of Game of Thrones.
2: That's right, Dan. After eight long years, the hit show is coming to an end, and we're here to give you the hottest takes this side of a dragon's breath. Let's take our horse to the Old Town Road straight to the Citadel and get into these questions,
0: shall we? This week's first question comes to us from Scott with The Brotherhood Without Banners. Scott asks... Who are you hoping returns for the finale? Thanks, Scott. Panel, the question is, who do you hope will return for the series finale?
3: Dan, why don't you lead us off? Thanks, Bree Dan of Tarth. And thank you, Scott, for that question. I've been thinking a lot about this. In recent years, Game of Thrones has brought some characters back. The Hound, Gendry, Nymeria, etc. But there's one character that I think the fans are really clamoring for, and I think we're all thinking of that same person. And that is... Hot Pie! (laughs) there's really no other choice. I mean, he shows up every two seasons or so and is consistently the best character in the series. I mean, right? I hope we get to see him one more time. And I'm
2: really excited to see if his bread looks any more like a wolf now. Truly inspired pick, Dan. Next up, we've got a question from Cheryl in The Last Hearth. Cheryl asks, who would win in a fight? Sir Davos Seaworth or Septa Unella?" Dan, this is something I've heard you go on about. Why don't you take this one? Thanks, Andy. This is something I've been talking about for
0: years. Ever since Septa Unella was introduced in Season 5, with her scene-stealing catchphrases, confess and shame, and of course that little bell, I just knew we were going to see her face off against Ser Davos from Flea Bottom. Now, after the events of last week's episode, we're not 100% sure of the status of the Septa, but i believe that she will make an appearance in the final episode and i believe we'll get to see the showdown we've all been waiting for as far as who will be the victor that's tough what do you guys think
2: Unella, all the way she's got the drive the motivation and the height it's gotta be her. Mm, I don't know. Sir Davos has a certain uh, old, old manishness to him.
3: I think that maybe he could take her.
2: Yeah, maybe in a who-has-the-least-fingers contest. <laughs> How dare you, sir? That's the Onion Knight you're talking about. Whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. Calm
0: down, boys. You both have valid points. We're just gonna have to wait until Sunday to see. So,
2: who do you think would win? Yeah,
0: why don't you tell us, Dan Narius, breaker of arguments? Well... I think you both have valid points. Sir Davos is, of course, a knight appointed by King Stannis Baratheon, but we've all seen what Unella can do with a wooden spoon.
2: I don't know, it's just too close to call. Wow, I guess I didn't know you were such a coward. Mm, I did. Anyway, we've arrived at our final question, which comes to us from the Children of the Forest, north of the Wall, near the Fist of the First Men. They write, Hey guys, first time, long time. We're the Children of the Forest, north of the Wall, near the Fist of the First Men. The ones from the end of season four, not the stupid looking ones from season six when Max von Sydow joined the cast. We're sure you get this question all the time, but who do you think will end up on the Iron Throne? Right. So this is a question we get a
3: lot, and it's really, I mean, it's a question of the whole series. Who's going to sit on that throne? Now, the obvious answer is my namesake, of course, Danny, but I've always thought it would be that blonde guy, you know, from Littlefinger's brothel, the one who testifies against Queen Marjorie. Oh, yeah. Great choice. Dan, your pick.
0: Jesus, tough. Uh while I personally think it should be Jon Snow, I got to go with I got to go with the bear from that season 3 episode where brianne has to fight that bear at Harrenhal.
2: Mm. Wow, inspired picks, guys, but unfortunately, you're both wrong. There's only room in on that throne for one rear. And that rear belongs to Robin Aaron, Lord of the Vale. It just makes the most sense. His father is a former hand-of-the-king, he's young, and he's a proven strong leader with strong bones. There's literally no other choice for King, you see wh- Wait you guys you guys hear that? Did somebody say King? <laughs> hey, it's Tormund Giants Bane, and he's got someone with him. Who's your friend, Torman?
1: This is Manseradar. King beyond the wall.
2: I'm sorry, Mance Radar? That's right. My name is Mance Radar. Are you sure you're saying that right? Well, I would hope so. It's my name, after all. Walter Mance Radar O'Reilly. I united the Hill Tribes with the Foot Clan, the Giants, and the Thins, and and also I'm clumsy and I sleep with a teddy bear. You sleep with a teddy bear? Bite your tongue, boy.
1: You're speaking to a king. A king and... Also the company clerk of the Night's Watch's 4077th Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. And also, for some reason, when the war's over, he's going to move to St. Louis, Missouri and help his wacky neighbors solve their problems. It's okay, Tormund. They're freely dressed
2: Southerners. They don't know any better. So, uh, why are you guys here? Yeah. Do you just show up when someone says, King? No.
1: But we show up when we hear of two men rising from the grave. What? I watched these two die, decapitated by a group of Dothraki blood riders. I barely escaped myself, and now they're back hosting a podcast.
2: This must be the work of the Night King. Aye, the army of the dead never sleeps, and neither will we. Not until the dead rest, and the conflict in Korea is resolved.
0: I think there's some misunderstanding here. We're not a part of the army of the dead. Yeah, yeah, we can explain.
1: Mance, give me the word, and I'll gut these zombies. Wait, wait! Please, let us...
0: Wait, do you guys hear that? Another writer is approaching. Is
2: that? It can't be.
3: Hey, guys, it's me, Red Priestess Karen.
2: Karen? Thank the Lord of Light you're here. (gasps) Who? It's Karen, the secretary here on the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. She tracks our ratings and reviews and also just happens to be a priestess of the Lord of Light.
0: That's right, boys. The night is dark and full of terrors.
2: You see, the last few weeks we've gotten ourselves into some tight spots, and Karen has been here to revive us, just like Thoros of Mir did for Beric Dondarrion a bunch of times when the plot needed her to. <laughs> exactly.
3: There's power in Uncle's blood. Mmm.
2: Torman, what do you make of this? I've seen
1: this type of blood magic before. I think they're telling the truth. Fair enough. Well, we'd best be off. Back to base to see Hawkeye, Hot Lips Hulahan, Father Mulcahy... Don't forget about Klinger. That guy's something else. Oh, Klinger.
3: <laughs> that was a close one. You can say that again. That was a close one. <laughs> Wait. Karen, where are you going?
0: My job here's done, boys. I'm off to take a walk in the snow. Wait, Karen, you dropped this. She dropped her amulet. Was her hair that white just a minute ago? Wait, Karen. Karen? Karen?
2: Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can visit
0: support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com.
2: Thanks for the money. (laughs) Spring Food Media. That's right. My name is Mance Radar. (laughs)
1: It sounds nothing like him. It's close,
0: but it sounds way more like the guy from Waterboy and Sean's dad from
1: Boy Meets World. Sean, I'm sorry. We can't do it. We're too
2: That's poor. It doesn't sound like either of those characters, though. Mainly because I forgot to look them up.
3: Are you sure you're...
2: <clears throat> I guess I could leave the other one in.
1: I love it. I love that right. voice.
3: Yeah, why don't you tell us, Daenerys... <laughs>
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Sir Davos is, of course, a knight appointed. Appointed. <laughs>
1: appointed. Four <laughs> thousand seventy seventh. Mo- you can take it from four thousand seventy seventh. Mobile armors. <laughs> mo- <laughs> mobile <laughs> armors surgery. You, sturgi- you do could it. do that.
2: <laughs> also, I'm clumsy and I sleep with a teddy bear. <laughs> you you sleep with a t- teddy bear? I gotta try it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> They write, hey guys, first time long time. <laughs> Not until the dead rest and the come. <laughs> so funny. Here we go, okay. And neither will we. Not until the dead <laughs> dragon's breath.
1: So now it did well in the room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is
1: my
0: favorite thing I've written maybe ever. <laughs> so
2: funny. okay here we go I Can't decide I just skipped over that line earlier okay <clears throat> Let's take our horse to the old town road. <laughs> okay let's take our horse to the old town road straight to the <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> such a waste of your time
0: <sighs> my work email or they'll read this <laughs> <laughs> dumb okay so this
2: is funny but you described it to me as dumb <laughs> and then in a separate text i described it to him as dumb <laughs> and i go here's some dumb shit we're gonna do and he says i love dumb." <laughs> <laughs> i do it's true don't we all well you're a fan of the show so it it shows <laughs>
0: uh, andy is searching for some jokes he wrote earlier and not finding them he wrote them in pen and paper for some reason And now he is pacing around, trying to find them. Dan and I, also Dan, are waiting on baited foot, very much hoping he does not.
3: (laughs) Can you do a recreation of uh, Tormund's retelling of him drinking the giant's milk? (laughs) I don't
0: even remember enough of it. I did like that moment a lot. Tormund had some pretty great moments this season. He's become comic relief in season eight.
2: They didn't kill him. Yeah. Not yet. So I forgot my paper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I gave a little explainer
2: to the audience while you were gone. (laughs) Yeah, let's definitely get to stay in. (laughs) So what happened was, Dan, I, I think, did I have the idea for the segment? You wrote it, but you I definitely think it was did. my idea. Yeah, you said we were going to do some Game of Thrones predictions. Yeah, and it turned out that we didn't. We weren't on the same page about what this segment was going to be. I thought it was going to be we were going to pretend the finale had already happened, mm-hmm. and we were going to like just say stupid things. Like because it, it, it will in fact have things. already
0: happened by the time the episode yeah. comes out, it makes yeah. much more sense that way.
2: So I wrote some some of those. Unfortunately, I lost them, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to like summarize what they would have been or try to remember. <laughs> Tormund and Arya end up together, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. My the one I really remember was uh, it was about hot pie. You, I saw a hot pie joke <laughs> on on the one you wrote and immediately texted you. I was like, oh man, one of my jokes is about hot Everyone's pie. Everyone's favorite character. Um. Of course. So it was hot pie invents a dish for his restaurant based on his own name and winds up franchising it out because it's so popular throughout the realm. Uh, he becomes uh, the the first chain restaurant in Westeros' is Hot Pie Hut because <laughs> he invents pizza. <laughs> hey, Ari, come on down to the Hot Pie Hut. Um, and then one of them was uh, Jamie and Cersei... Uh, <laughs> They some I had it all worked out, and it's a bummer because it was like they become leaders of a race of mole people.
1: <laughs> that <seems> so bizarre. <laughs> no it, jokes about it like brawn.
2: Brawn. Oh, I only had three. The other one had to do with the Clegane brothers growing wings and wings and flying and sitting <laughs> on the t- <laughs> sitting on the top of a rainbow, holding hands and <laughs> deciding to put all their past behind
0: them hey is this Something anything like uh jamie and circe's uh
3: pancake basement <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> sure. they're flattened
0: like pancakes <laughs>
3: was it just me or did uh uh the mountain sandor was it sandor clegane the one who's dead yeah. and who came out, did he not look like a big beefy
2: uh varus when kind <laughs> kind of. I thought he looked like uh what's the guy he's the villain in shadows of the empire Mm. What's that guy's name? You know what I'm talking about? His big green is oh, like uh, a Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he kind
0: of does have a Darth Vader without the Wait, helmet look Shadows of the,
2: Shadows of the Empire. It's a book. Oh, I haven't read that. Yeah. Nerds. It takes place between Empire and Jedi. This is not going in the episode. <laughs> There's no way. There's going to be so much to put and in and something already. else that I was going to say it looked like. How many hours no, of, of recording do you have now? This is an hour and 43 minutes. Wow, this is the longest, the longest one. Yeah, I'm we sorry do.
3: you have to dig through this.